It's very liberating when you and your spouse can learn to smile, even appreciate each other when there are imperfections or quirks. And for me, the moment came when, uh, oh, years ago, Dina made what she affectionately called a coffee altar. Now, she didn't really mean it in any deep spiritual way, but she was observing that we had like 10 ways to make coffee, and they were all on the kitchen counter. (laughs) And she has really not been a big coffee drinker, but I've kind of become a coffee snob. And so as I've grown in this, she's reluctantly embraced it. The coffee altar was kind of the pinnacle of us saying, I'm different, here I am. And she said, yes, and I embrace that difference. I'm John Fuller, along with Greg and Aaron Smalley. They lead our marriage team. And Greg, I know you don't drink coffee. So Aaron, what is it about him that you still love? How do, why do you love this, this schmo In spite so of my yeah. As I even read this question, I was smiling because <laughs> some of these things just make me laugh, yeah. you know. The, I'm so curious right now. What what is she going to go yeah. so bad so what's, quick? What's she going to pinpoint here? The humor and his clever wit. Mm-hmm. So often the things that he says, our our kids will say, "Dad, come on." Dad jokes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, they still laugh. I still laugh. Um, one of my favorite things that he does: his sound effects and noises. Oh. There's always a noise coming from him. <laughs> like the other day, I was in my offside, the door shut, and I was trying to study, and all I could hear was him whistling and making noises. I'm like, what is he doing? But I appreciate He's it because a happy guy. that's He's him. Jovial. It yeah. just yeah. is you. My favorite <laughs> noise is when he talks to the dogs in this special, like Yoda voice. Like what? Hello, Olive. <laughs> What that's, are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> that's not Yoda. Uh, yeah. Who is that? <laughs> I don't know. It sounds like something from a chainsaw movie. <laughs> well, to hear that down in the basement when I'm upstairs, yeah. it could yeah. be. It brings that. a smile to your, yes, to your face. Yes, it makes me laugh. Yeah, that's good. You know, his obsession over antique sporting goods and um, they're displayed all over our yeah. house. And, you know, even his fashion choices. <laughs> our, our girls have had a great time naming his sweatshirts because He'd he refuses me. to get rid of certain sweatshirts. And so we named them like Black Beauty or oh, Jolly good. Green Giant this is or more, This is so much more than I've known. We have all kinds of Bluebird. <laughs> and so we name his, his sweatshirts because he's very consistent in what he wears. All right. so but these are all things that make me laugh and smile, and we laugh and smile about it. We tease him, but he knows that it is all done in love. I'm laughing on the outside. The teasing, so, John. Does the teasing the ever get hurtful? No. And that's another episode. Yes. Yeah. So I answer, know that they're doing yeah. that because they love me and yeah. we're just having fun. Well, let's go ahead and hear from uh, another couple that has fun, Danny Ray and Kimberly Thompson. Um, they spoke with Focus on the Family president, Jim Daly, and me about how they've learned to embrace Uh, some of those differences, some of the messier moments in marriage. Hey, Danny, let me ask you, you encourage husbands and wives to celebrate the mess of marriage. I like that. Yeah. You know, oftentimes we're talking about not being perfect. That can be a hard thing in marriage because one spouse might expect a little more perfection than the other. Mm, And that right there creates conflict because of the expectations, right? Mm. But I like that reminder of just have fun in the mess and be a bit chill. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, so it's in the middle of the mess that I think God can show up and do some incredible things. We, we're we always praying, like, get us out of the mess. But what if it's 
in the middle of the craziness of kids, you know, wiping poop on walls. Can you, <laughs> can you say that? Um, I don't know. We'll hear from the FAA. <laughs> I think it's a much better word, but yeah, good. You know, and, you know, kind of those insane years in going, we just, we want out. But what if it's right in the middle of that, that God's shaping us and creating uh, a, a different character in us to love others that are messy, to um, to learn to love him in the middle of that instead of waiting till we're out of that season. Yeah. And give us an example. Yeah. So there was one time, you know, I thought, I'll clean up the house while she's away. She always wants everything dusted. And so that day I Seems had pretty this, reasonable. Yeah, had a, had a good idea. I thought it was a good idea. You said it like you, you know, yeah. this is an outlier right? request. No, I mean, so I decided to dust the house with a leaf blower. Oh. Now, <laughs> you are very, such uh, a guy. You are such a guy. That? Who does that? That's the first time I've ever heard of it. Of course it is, yeah. because only Danny would come up with it. Right. But it, it, in my head, it seemed like a really good idea. Like, we've got a little bit of dust. I mean, we had a lot of dust. Was this and, electric or gas? Uh, it was electric. <laughs> okay, uh, okay. So, But, I mean, it's still 75 miles of beauty. You know? Yeah, right. <laughs> And so I blew out stuff that never should have been out from under the fridge, above the fridge. And I am just going around. And within like two, three minutes, I realized this is a really bad idea. I'm like in a big tornado of dust now. Right. And it's going to settle in another place. It's uh-huh. going to settle. Uh-huh. It's, it's only moving it at this point. Danny, you're supposed to put the dust under the fridge. Come on. Perfect. I can help I, you with uh, this. Yes. Where yeah. were you? Yeah. Where, I need you on speed you dial. You sweep it under the fridge, <laughs> man. Right. Yes. Yeah, so when she pulled into the driveway and I have like a dust storm, it, it wasn't good. Yeah. It wasn't good. How did you manage that, Kimberly? Uh, if I may ask. I feel like I may have the story wrong, but I feel like you asked me not to come in. I feel like I had to leave for a bit Did that until you were you? able to clean. <laughs> when you oh, said, Don't always come worries in. me. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. His mess is always worries. When he me, says, "Go but... have girl, girl, have a coffee with a girlfriend." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, kids were little, so I wasn't taking too many breaks. But we probably decided to go to the park or something yeah. and and come back when. I think it was wise on his part That's to good. suggest I leave. <laughs> let's let's turn into the magic for a minute, if yeah. I could say it that way. You compare marriage to a deck of cards. Okay, I'm going to ask you how. <laughs> but you also talk about, um, you say you want to cheat in your marriage in order to have the winning hand. Ooh, let's be very specific Yeah, we've got to huh? be, yeah, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah, uh, so, thank you, Kimberly. Yeah. <laughs> this is a uh, Christian program. Yeah, yeah, not that kind of cheating. Uh, I'm extremely good at cheating, but... Uh, <laughs> well, you're an illusionist. Yeah, yeah so I... Cards. Uh, so back up to, to like bigger picture story, my biological father, he... Um, was kicked out by my mom for gambling. And so gambling has been a really interesting conversation in our household, but growing up, because it was one of those things that my uh, my biological father was addicted to uh-huh. and tried to sell the house, and my mom kicked him out. Hmm. And so growing up, I never, and to this day, I just don't gamble, but I started to work on how do you cheat at cards, you know, with um, sleight of hand for entertainment purposes. So, you know, taking, you know, cards that might have a a five, a seven, a two, and turning them into the four aces or something like that is in my wheelhouse, and I could do that. But in our marriages, when you're dealt a horrible hand, you know, maybe, maybe your spouse has a mental health issue that you're like, I didn't sign up for this. Or maybe you have a a kid that has a, a disability. Our first kid 
great. The second kid, we ended up in the NICU for 11 days and it was heart-wrenching and all those things you go through. But how do you take those things and go, okay, the circumstances are different, but how do I how do I ask God to give me grace and forgiveness and hope? And the way Paul says is that we don't define our circumstances as like these are horrible or bad, but it's in everything we have the opportunity to choose joy, to choose life. And so I think when we talk about dealing the hand we're dealt is we don't always get a royal flush or a perfect hand, mm-hmm. but whatever we're dealt, we learn to ask God to help us to see that as a good thing because he's orchestrating something great with the hand that you're dealt. And it's such a good reminder. I mean, especially with Paul's letters in the scripture because he uses every a lot in every situation (laughs) in every circumstance give thanks Mm -hmm. I don't know that we actually as modern Christians get a hold of of that really we've got an 80% confirmation there yeah. right the other so 20 are you hard. sure paul or were you like you know <laughs> taken up into the third heaven at that point because we don't really embrace that that yeah. god wants us to show faith toward him in every circumstance well danny ray really is so effective in communicating and that card analogy what a great uh, way to be thinking So I wonder if there's a couple, Greg, that comes to mind. Let's just say life has given them a horrible hand, but they're not rolling with that. They're choosing joy instead. Yeah, Aaron and I were just hanging out with some of our dear friends. We've known them for 20-plus years, Dr. Chris and Elisa Grace. Hmm. And uh, he was a professor at Biola University when I was doing my doctorate there and we just got to know them but they but Chris just went through a really tough round of uh, cancer mm-hmm. and Aaron and I were just with him we we're at dinner just going man what would you learn like what are some big takeaways and it was really fascinating I mean it was bad and he almost did, really didn't even survive treatment but to hear them really talk about three things in particular really stood out for them one is it just really leaning on the Lord? I love how they said, listen, when you go through this stuff, if you don't already have that sort of relationship with the Lord, I mean, it's, a, it's, it's tough to build that in the midst of that. But just the way that they were able to really trust God and just to be fully content with, I hate this, I want this done and over, but God, we trust you and you know, we know you're going to use this in our life. And so you know, the, the way they leaned on the Lord was powerful just to hear that. Um, you know, the, the way that they sought out community support from like their, you know, their small group from church, it was just powerful to hear how people showed up and would show up just to literally to say, all right, we're cleaning your house or we're bringing you food or just all those different ways. And again, their statement was, I mean, we had already invested in these couples for, you know, 20, 30 years. And so when we went through a hard time, they were there. We've been there for them mm-hmm. through some of their dark moments. And it's just a great reminder for me to think, how am I cultivating that? Aaron mm-hmm. does such a great job to cultivate strong friendships and community. And I tend to rely on her to provide that for us. And it just convicted me going, I need to make sure that I'm doing this mm-hmm. as well. And the other one is just really for Elisa, so as, as they were walking through this, just what self-care you know, really looked like yeah. and, and how she really needed to deepen her ability 
uh, as she's pouring out and sacrificing and just walking through all this with her husband, how am I making sure that I'm taking good care of me so that I keep having something to give? It was was powerful to hear their testimony. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day, it as they've gone through this and now they're on the other side of that, it really renewed their sense of now, how are we using our marriage, not only to stay closer together, but to, you know, to serve God, to bless others mm-hmm. in marriage ministry is really what they've chosen. So we were with them, training them to be one of our speakers for one of our events called Resist the Drift. Uh-huh. And it's, it's, yeah. it's a beautiful love story. They, they pressed on yeah. through and there's a deeper joy and a deeper uh, meaning to some of those trials and challenges. Yeah. Well, uh, for follow-up, uh, I'm going to recommend that you start with something very simple. It's uh, something we talk about a lot here. It's our marriage assessment. Um, we've talked about a lot of different things in the conversation today, but that would be a great way to get on the same page in kind of taking an analysis of where you're at in your relationship, whether you're newly married or you've been together for decades. That marriage assessment has been taken by over a million people, and it's really practical, very helpful. And the details about how you can access that are in the show notes. And then let me ask you to prayerfully consider supporting this ministry. Focus on the Family has been around for over 45 years. Uh, We're all about helping you and your marriage and as a parent. And if you've benefited from our podcast, then let me ask you to make a generous donation to the ministry, a monthly pledge or one-time gift of any amount. And when you do, we'll say thank you by sending a copy of the book by Danny Ray called No, I Can't Make Your Wife Disappear. It's full of practical insights, and it's going to make you laugh like it just did. <laughs> this uh, is Greg. such a clever yeah, title. It is. So donate and find uh, the link for the book in the show notes. Well, leave a review for us at Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen, and uh, let us know how we're doing. Uh, On behalf of Greg and Aaron and the entire team, I'm John Fuller, inviting you back next time for more of the Focus on the Family Marriage Podcast. Is your marriage holding on by a thread? For deep hurt, you need deep healing that only comes from the Lord. And you'll find it at a Focus on the Family Hope Restored Intensive in Michigan. Our licensed Christian counselors will help you and your spouse get to the root of your issues in just three to five days. And it works. 80% of the couples are still married two years after attending. Learn more at HopeRestored.com and talk with a trusted advisor. That's HopeRestored.com.